is Aaron Crown of MortgageImplode.com, and you're listening to Run to Gold. Welcome back to the Run to Gold.com podcast. This is Trace Mayer, and I have with us a special guest, Bill Wagner of Bearing Asset Management. Welcome, Bill. Trace, good to hear from you today. Wonderful. Now, can you tell us a little bit about Bearing Asset? Trace, we run a uh, hedge fund, a macro-oriented hedge fund here in Texas. We began back in the summer of 2002, and a lot of the views, I'm sure, that you have will be views that I'll probably share with you today. Yeah, we uh, actually met you up at the Mises Institute conference in New York City, and yeah, we just kind of hit it off. I had good things to talk about. Now, before we started recording, we were talking about the rail numbers being down, Best Buy earning report that came out, conversation you had with a bankruptcy lawyer in Las Vegas. Could you expand a little bit on on this and the outlook for the U.S. consumer? Yeah, I think that you know when you you try to find good quality anecdotal pieces that you can stitch together into some type of a a theme that could be acted upon. And I think we're at the stage now, if you look at just general leading economic indicators, they're rolling over. We are over a year past the stimulus measures and spending that the government implemented. You can see now in some of the other data points that you just referenced, the rail data, something like Best Buy with regards to the retailing space, higher-end retailing, and and the conversation I had with a uh, Las Vegas bankruptcy foreclosure lawyer, the consumer is, is in deep trouble. I don't think the employment numbers are truly representative of how difficult the consumer situation is. You have the mortgage market, according to him, in Las Vegas, where 60% of the people are now upside down in their mortgages. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And if you compare that to, I know you and I talked about Florida. I've got family in Florida. I know you do, too. Parts of Florida may be, let's say, 25 to 28% of the mortgage wars in Florida that may be upside down. So, you know, some of these states that have real consumer problems, of course, the oil spill is not going to help the Florida coast or the Louisiana coast, but I just think that the consumer in general is throwing up the white flag at this juncture. Yeah, and you know, I, I agree with that. You look at what's going on with BP, it's shutting down a lot of the fishing. That can't be good for what little business was remaining down there. And you know, who who exactly could bail out the US? I mean, we were talking earlier, I'm over here in France, you know, watching the World Cup. And on Friday, I go to Rome. Well, Italy owes France $511 billion in its banks. And then you've got Portugal owing Spain $58 billion, and Spain owes France $220 billion. And so even with this trillion-dollar bailout package in Europe, I don't necessarily see the European economy being able to come to the U.S. as a rescue. I uh, want to say one thing. These guys are pretty serious players in our industry. Uh, we provide links from this website to their websites. Take a look at what Trace Meyer has to say uh, at his website, rundagold.com. Well, I was going to say the... the the backdrop in the eurozone is very similar to the backdrop in the states you know we we have new york illinois california arizona running huge deficits and you know taking extraordinary measures to try and keep the facade alive the new york state of new york borrowing money from a pension fund <laughs> oh that, it wasn't that, that just ridiculous oh it's it's <laughs> but we are in we're in the, we're in the shell game phase of this of this unwind and um uh, you know, Spain has to actually at 4:30 Eastern time tomorrow morning. We'll be auctioning off quite a bit of debt, 
And if you look at the way the Spanish bond market is reacting versus, say, the German bond market, the market smells problems in Spain. And if they can't get this auction off tomorrow morning, I think that's kind of another feather in the cap of the bears with, with regards to, you know, economic, future economic activity in Europe. I think the Germans, I know the constitutional courts turned down the request to listen, hear the, the bailout case and maybe put it on hold. But I think the German people know they're going to get hung with with most or all of these liabilities. And so I think that the backlash in Germany will only continue to build as we move move into the fall here. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to close with one tip. And <laughs> I'd hate to say that it's the same tip that the Germans have. Uh, you know, the saying uh, Germans, when they riot, they buy gold. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so going into this next leg and contraction, next down, where we're seeing, you know, real economic activity just grinding to a halt, the movement of money kind of slowing to a glacier pace, the consumer drying up both in Europe and the U.S., the budget deficits with the states, both the individual states in the U.S. and with the, with the nations in Europe. And as we were talking about before the call, you know, the number one killer for small businesses is cash flow. And so when you have these state budget deficits where you're borrowing from a pension fund to, you know, make your pension fund payment or maybe your payment to some type of business that relies on government revenues, when when these shell games start to collapse in this next stage of the credit contraction that's happening, what would be your tip for the people listening to the show? What what should they do to protect themselves and their capital? Well, the the biggest the biggest difficulty in analyzing this phase of macro environment is how much of a true contraction in economic activity will we see? And then how much of a contraction in asset prices will we witness before the central planners truly panic and implement the next round of, of money printing uh, experiments? And that's exactly what they are. They are experiments. We don't, we don't know which sectors are going to get handouts, Trace. We don't know which sectors will be ignored. You could see the battle in the states between the political class and the real economy. There's a, there's a huge battle going on right now as we go into the elections this fall. You've seen some of the primaries. So I, I do think that um, they, they will not sit idle. They will at some point panic, but we may not see a panic until you know, asset prices go down another 20% or more. And the question then becomes, you know, do they come to the rescue with a trillion dollars or $5 trillion? And that's one of the reasons why I think gold, even in a deflation, should perform well, because I think most people realize now that, that any significant decline will just be met with even more money printing and more handouts and more intervention and more misallocated science projects. So gold on weakness makes sense. I don't think you'll see the gold price decline percentage-wise as much as it did in the fourth quarter of 2008 because I think the central banks will will intervene and print and just print relentlessly and that will ultimately at some point slow the decline in nominal asset prices. Yeah, I couldn't get it better run to gold, right? And, and during this deflationary environment if cash is king and gold is emperor, because if these fiat currencies evaporate into nothing, you can still make payroll with your gold coins. Absolutely. And, uh, 
you'll still be able to buy stuff. So, yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. And then, you know, avoid things like uh, Starbucks, you know, their $5 coffees when they're substitute goods like McDonald's available, things like that. Well, thank Oh, anything else to add? No, I think I think all of that makes a lot of sense. I think be very prepared and and know that the central planners at this juncture are taking uh, extraordinary steps to try and fight the deflationary wave that we have right now and know that they will continue to try and pull rabbits out of the hat as things become more and more difficult. Exactly. Well, thank you very much, Bill. And Thanks, Trace. You've been listening to the RunToGold.com podcast. Hi, it's Ian Gordon from LongWayGroup.com, and you're listening to Run to Gold.